Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to another one of these. We're coming at you after probably one of the most impressive Dallas Cowboys victories that I can remember in some time. They whipped up on the Minnesota Vikings. 40-3, if you remember last week, yours truly did say that he wasn't too worried about this game. He thought that the Cowboys would win by double digits, but I did not expect 37 points. Uh, that was actually the largest margin of victory the Cowboys had ever had in the history of their team on the road. So it was a very impressive victory. We'll just go straight to it. Dylan Reed, I'm Austin York. Dylan, what were your impressions of that game? I don't know that either one of us, we thought they'd win, but I don't know either one of us thought like that. You know, and I mean, you just said it. You called double digits. I wasn't even willing to go that far, which obviously now in, in retrospect, that's ridiculous. The greatest margin we've ever seen on the road, like you mentioned. Uh it's there are so many takeaways from what was really a perfect game, and there's like you know obviously grades you could give either side of the ball, obviously a plus on either side, but it's just I don't think I've ever seen the Cowboys demolish someone quite like they did on that game. I mean, and just dominate the game from the start. Now, what I can say now though, right? We've gotten a good enough sample size now. Now that we got Dak's fifth game, right? We can really start to say this. When the Cowboys get a lead in a game, any game that Dak has started in, when the Cowboys get a lead in the game, even even just a one-touchdown lead, it seems like they're really, really good at holding on to it. And they seem to be better at holding on to that lead every week. Well, especially with that defense. If, if you get a, any kind of lead and the, and, you, and the other team has to come back and they have to throw, that's just playing right into the Dallas Cowboys' strengths because— I think one thing that that game proved is the Cowboys have a myriad of ways to attack you when you are passing the ball. That what seven sacks is what mm-hmm. they ended up with, 
And to look at some of those guys that are getting these sacks, I mean, Micah had two, Dorrance Armstrong had two. I mean, it was just an up-and-down-the-lineup kind of thing. I think, to me, what I took away from this game is I don't care what the Vikings are. I, I know I don't think they're as good as 8-1. and one. I'm not going to try to suggest that they're one of the best teams in the NFC, but they are going to go to the playoffs. They're probably going to win that division. I don't I don't think there's any doubt that they're going to win that division. They're probably going to host a playoff game. That means that they're a pretty good team. And I don't care what you say about Kirk Cousins for the Cowboys to go into Minnesota after that loss in Green Bay and all the questions. I think to do it the way they did and to answer ex- every one of those questions. Are we good against the run? Yes. Can we Score a lot of points. Can Dak play up to his potential? Yes. Resoundingly, yes. I think that's pretty impressive. And I, I can't remember, I think Atlanta last year, but Atlanta wasn't any good. I mean, usually they beat up on teams that are, that are no good, but not, yeah, not a team like one this. Teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not eight and one teams. So I think that's a, you've got to be pretty encouraged if you're a Cowboy fan. Yeah, you know, this was also, I think, the first week – where we fully see them embrace the idea of being a running team. They've flirted with it before, but they obviously have the Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott mix correctly. And what's so funny is, you know, you just mentioned this right before we got on air here, is that it seems like they can finally admit that Tony Pollard's the lead guy. And I think he is too. And he played more snaps. But when you go and you look at the box score, you see that they both had 15 rushing attempts. So it's not like Zeke doesn't see the ball. But they've finally admitted that Tony Pollard is your number one running back, and Zeke is your change of pace guy, and he's your tight space, second and one, closing to the goal line style running back. And I think that's, honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, obviously you don't pay $18 million for a player like that, no. but heck, if, if Zeke wanted to come back for like four or five, I wouldn't even be mad at it, to be no. honest. I, think I, I like it. Yeah, he's... I, He's found a role on this team. He's very productive, and the thing is that you have to say, and everyone on that team has said, that Zeke has not been bitching about this. He has absolutely accepted the role that he's been given. He has allowed Tony to to flourish, and we're starting to use Tony as we thought that they should use Tony at the beginning of the year. I think Cooper Rush coming in kind of hampered that a bit, but they put him in the slot. You saw mm-hmm. that one play down the sidelines there. Uh, with Dak Prescott, it was a 68-yard pass or 63-yard pass, whatever it was, for a touchdown. That was quite impressive. So I think they're starting to use Tony in the way, and I don't think it's a stretch. The one thing I see a lot on Twitter is Tony Pollard, your best offensive player. And right now, I, I don't think that that's really up for debate. He's the best player on the offense. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He he leads the league in two pretty pretty significant categories, and that's – he leads the league in yards per carry at almost six yards a carry, which is outrageous. But yeah. he also, I mean, that's you just hand it to him three times, that's the first down every time. But uh, he also leads the league in yards after contact, which is about three and a half, which is what some backs just average just as a yards per carry. So the idea that, well, Tony Pollard, because for, for years now it's been, well, Tony Pollard's really fast, but the problem is he can't break tackles. Well... I think we've gotten way beyond that point where we realize that that's not the case anymore with Tony yeah, Pollard. Yeah, he can't carry a full workload. Yeah, or, no, that's ridiculous. That, He's that, not a 30-down guy. Now, I, I agree. I wouldn't want to give him the ball 30 times in a game, but they did, what, 
he got his hands on the ball, I believe, 21 times. That's about right, yeah. like that. With and, catches uh, and runs. Yeah, and you see what, what happens with that. So good things there. Uh, the one question that I, I saw thought was answered pretty well was Dak. I, I thought that was – well, it's not – even a question that was his best game of the year. He was extremely efficient, twenty-five or twenty-two for twenty-five, two seventy-five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, two touchdowns. I mean, really should have three. Two. You think about it, three incompletions all game. Yeah, and one he just threw away. And yeah, and, and and one of those was a should have been a touchdown catch by Schultz. In all reality, yeah. I mean, it's all good. I mean, we won forty to three, no big deal. But I'm just saying, really, that should really be two incompletions. Or heck, he could have had that. That one of those other ones was a. Honestly, a pretty decent pass to Gallup that he couldn't quite pull in. So you throw one pass away, you throw a ball to Gallup that he should have caught, you throw a ball to Schultz that he should have caught, and I'm seeing one incompletion there it could have been. I mean, that's just outrageous how he efficient he was. He only played three quarters. He didn't yeah, go in right. the fourth quarter, which, was, which is just astounding. It reminded me, though, and this is what I was going to bring up, it reminded me, I saw this a lot on Twitter, especially this is we're recording this after the Monday night football game, and, and Jimmy G threw four touchdowns against the Cardinals. He didn't get asked to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that Dak, to me, is is more talented than Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G gets a lot of crap than he doesn't deserve. But I think uh, that uh, Dak Prescott is better than him. But I like w- that they didn't ask Dak to do a lot. You, you mentioned that it's a run-first team, and all you're asking Dak is to make a play here and there, and he's able to do that. I think, and, and it showed in that Minnesota game. I mean, it absolutely did. I mean, his efficiency showed it, and also the style of plays they were calling showed it. I think last episode we called for, hey, you know, we're overcomplicating this offense. Let's just get back to the basics a little bit. And, you know, Dak Prescott, he is a step above Jimmy G, and he has those legs too. So, sure, Which he's he not going to— using a little bit more. He yeah. ran for a couple first downs there. That was pretty interesting. It's helpful too, and that's a big— and. Even if he just ran two or three some odd times, just a few first downs, that's enough to make the defense have to respect it. And when you're a run-first team, that's allowing your receivers to have more space. So now you're calling more more simple plays that are getting the ball to your receiver and your running back, right, and a Tony Pollard more quickly, and you're opening up those passing lanes with your really good run game. You pair that with a team that's ahead and then able to pin their ears back like the Dallas defense was, and that's how we wound up forty to three. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite an impressive victory, and I I do want to warn Cowboy fans on this. And and again, here's another uh, thing that we're seeing a lot of. The week before against Green Bay, the world was falling. This Cowboy team was not going to the Super Bowl or or could barely get in the playoffs because they couldn't stop the run. They were horrible this year. Th- or excuse me, this week. This is their year. <laughs> we got Jerry Jones talking Super Bowl. I would have everyone pump the brakes a bit on both of those weeks. We're not as bad as we were in Green Bay. We're not as good as we were in Minnesota. We're somewhere in the middle, which I think is much more consistent. I think this is this team is built right now to win now. Uh, I think especially if they get Odell Beckham, which mm-hmm. they are still currently trying to do. I ask you, though, is there a team in the NFC that you're most concerned with, and who would that be? You know, there is, and we actually talked about this earlier today. It's it's a team we just watched play. It's the 49ers. I'm very concerned about that team because they're extremely effective on offense, 
now that they've got really, like you mentioned, they've got Jimmy Garoppolo rolling. They've got McCaffrey looking really great. Debo is, you know, hitting on all cylinders. And, uh, I mean, they're just, they're very hard to figure out how to stop because even with a guy like Kittle, you can't really figure out how to cover all those different players. And then on defense, they are just stupendous. They are great at stopping the run, and that pass rush is... I mean, the only pass rush that I would be more afraid of is the Cowboys' pass Probably. rush, to be honest. I mean, these are if they meet up again, that'd be two de- defenses going head-to-head because, as I mentioned, I think that uh, Dak is a little bit more impressive than, than Jimmy G. But Jimmy G, they don't ask him to do anything. When's the last time he's taken shots down the field? I, I don't ever see long passes. They always do these uh, sideline-to-sideline things, a little bit of uh, checkdowns over the mm-hmm. middle, and his guys are just so – incredible at, at making it happen, especially with a guy like Christian McCaffrey, you add to that mix. That's why I think it's important that the Cowboys go get uh, Odell Beckham. But really, when I look at them, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm overlooking a bit the Giants, who we can talk about now, but I, I look at the Giants again, as we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the year, how in the heck are they 3-1 and one or, or mm-hmm. whatever they were at the time? And we pretty much dispatched them with with Cooper Rush, I don't know. That wasn't a game that was in doubt really for for very long. How do you see this weekend playing out? And to me, is this? I, I am a little bit more concerned with this game than I was in Minnesota because I certainly don't want to have any kind of a fallback or a letdown. Do you see that at all happening this weekend or on Thursday? Well, I certainly see us winning this game. I believe. Like you mentioned, you beat this team with your backup quarterback. You should go and beat them with your starter, obviously. You're playing better than you even were at home. Then. Yeah. At home, exactly. But I I will say this, though, and it's like you mentioned. we Look, you're not going to probably score 40 points again for the rest of the year. Let's, you know, it, it, it's not going to be that outrageous. You're not going to probably hold the Giants to three points. It's not going to be that stupendous. And, of course, you, you should be a little more afraid of the Giants than you should be of the Vikings because— the Giants are a run-first team, and the Giants have a running quarterback. And we've seen that the Cowboys, yeah, win or lose, those, yeah. they struggle with that. Even Daniel Jones, who we beat last time, had 76 yards on the ground. So the thing is, we have what it takes to beat them. We literally did it last time. I think the formula is pretty much what you did last time. You kind of just key in aggressively on Barkley. They're even shorter on offensive players than they were last time, so that'll be even easier. That doesn't mean that Barkley will go and have a, have a Dalvin Cook game. I, mean, I think Barkley will still have a decent enough game for you, but if you key in on Barkley and you almost let Daniel Jones get what he wants, because that's what they did last time. They pretty much said, you know what? Barkley's who we're worried about. Daniel Jones... You're, we, we respect that you can run, but we respect Barkley way more, and we're way more committed to stopping him than we are Saquon. And that's kind of was the formula on defense to stop them last time. And then you kind of do what you did to the Vikings and what you want to do to all teams. Once you get ahead as the Cowboys as a whole, and you can start to just pass rush, I mean, it's pretty much game over for any team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is. And they then can pin their ears back and just go get them. I mean, yeah. And then you've got. A team that finally, like we've mentioned, is finally going to commit to running the ball. And what that means for this team is that they can not just effectively run the ball and score touchdowns and get down there or at least get a field goal. They're eating up that clock. So now you're playing teams that are behind. They don't have any time left. They're having to pass the ball. 
the defense is still the star here. I think you win a game 40-3 to and you think, okay, well now it's time to start to really put the light on the offense. But the, this, is, this is a team that will go as far as this defense can take them. Oh, that, that's the key. And I think that they know that. They're a defensive first team. I look at the Giants. I think this is a worse team than we saw the first mm-hmm. time around More beat because up. Of, there's so many injuries. And they still don't have very good offensive line play. You got to give it to to Saquon Barkley for being able to get the yards that he does, and Danny Dimes. But I, I still look at Danny Dimes in a different way than I look at at uh, maybe Justin Fields or or certainly Jalen Hurts, in that he's running for his life a lot mm-hmm. of times. He's not running not a lot of design runs, yeah, schematically uh, drawn up plays. He's just, oh my God, I got to get out of here to survive <laughs> yeah. or. We're going to get this first down. There's only one way I can do it, and that's by running it. He's not – I just don't – I know whoever gave him that nickname was an idiot because yes. it's probably just a sarcastic <laughs> Yeah, I bastard. think so. Yeah, I mean, Danny Dimes, he, he doesn't, doesn't throw, throw a lot dimes. of dimes. <laughs> no. He throws a lot of balls that are sometimes all over the place. Now, he can make a good throw here and there. I don't want to totally crap on him, but he – I certainly think that, that – he is not the passer that they need in the NFC to go far. I think the Cowboys can win this game and will win this game pretty handily. I, I But I, I still think it's going to be a 10-point game or, or something like that. I only worry about both teams, the Giants coming off a loss, the Cowboys coming off a big win. But turn around, I always worry about that. I know they're used to it coming on Thanksgiving. but It's quick, though. I mean, I mean it, it really is, is a quick, quick turnaround. And I wanted to bring up this, and I'll, I'll go ahead before I do, uh, go ahead and get your prediction for the game. Yeah, yeah. The Cowboys are eight-and-a-half-point favorite mm-hmm. at what I'm looking at here. That's, that's a lot of points for a it team is. that's seven and three, has the same record as the Cowboys. But, I mean, again, I, I don't see how they're not. Uh, the Cowboys are going que- I mean, to get healthier, bars back. I mean, most of their guys are, are going to be all right. So I, I don't know how the the Giants – I just don't see a lot of ways the Giants can beat the Cowboys here. I don't – and I agree. I don't see a lot of ways that the Giants are going to effectively score points here. I, I, I know they can run the ball, and I get that the narrative exists, and, and the numbers will indicate that the Cowboys have struggled to stop the run. But look, just go back and review, which I have – our game we had earlier this year with the Giants and how the defense approached handling that game. Like I mentioned, giving Daniel Dimes some of those times to run if he wants to, right? And kind of really focusing on Barkley. I mean, to be honest, it's just, I think that eight and a half is, I mean, if you were if you were looking to place a wager on this, I would believe this is a 10-point victory for the Cowboys, if not more, just like it was last time. I mean, like you mentioned, they are worse off. Physically, just physically because they have less personnel. They're still having terrible time protecting uh, Daniel Jones. And the Cowboys are looking better, getting healthier. I don't really I don't really see a way. And, and, and let, I mean, football can happen in weird ways. Who knows? Maybe Dak gets injured, you know, God forbid. Maybe some fluky fumbles happen, but... If you're a Giants fan and you're looking for like what like Just what sliver a straight up victory, I, yeah, I don't know. How I, it's, yeah, I don't know how it would happen. Yeah, it, w- it would have to be some fluky thing. That's the only thing I could see. All right, so I wanted to bring up this. We both predicting the uh, the Cowboys win uh, handily, but then you look at the Cowboys 
schedule going forward. They got the Colts at home next, and then they got Houston at home. <laughs> then they go to Jacksonville, yep. and then Philadelphia and Washington to end the season. Or, or excuse me, Philadelphia, Tennessee, which will be a tough one in mm-hmm. Tennessee, and then Washington. But you look at that. I still think that there's a very much hope to win this You'll division. Win the division, yeah. And uh, to host a playoff game and. I don't look at what they if they get by the Giants they should win the next 3 after that mm-hmm. uh against some pretty poor teams. The Cowboys are looking pretty good. I just think that right now they they got through the meat of their schedule. They're doing a lot better than we thought they were and I I I am not concerned with the Eagles at this point. I still I think it's a good team, but it's not a team that's unconquerable. And it is not a team that can't be beat. I mean, to be honest, their victory this last weekend over the Colts was, I would say, somewhat fluky at best. We've seen the Eagles become more and more exposed. And, I mean, whether or not you believe the momentum is a real thing, the Cowboys, just just off of this one win, certainly seem to be having. And, I mean, this is a, this is a division that's very winnable for the Cowboys still, especially that this next four-game stretch. I mean, you should beat the Giants. And then, I mean, the Texans and the Colts and the Jaguars. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. That's... AFC Just a bunch South of W's worse. on the schedule yeah, to me. That's terrible. And the one thing I will say to end this thing, I like that the Cowboys played mad. I thought that they played awesome when they played mad. So let's just hope that they keep that anger. And hope that next time we visit you guys, we'll be coming to you with a Cowboy victory. Until then, happy Thanksgiving and have a good one. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.